Okay, are you ready to run it? Stanley? Stan, what is your opinion on the Great Pitbull ban of 2017? Not a moves. Is there anything other than that heavy sigh? Okay, ready? Yep. So welcome to the Made Me Watch podcast. I am Bryant. Hello. And that is Leah, the better half of the podcast, and we are Made Me Watch podcast. Uh, we are covering the 90 Day Fiance. It was a three-hour episode, so this one was kind of a long one. There's a lot to get through. And I'm the one that did the mo- notes, so I'm the one that's doing the talking. Yeah, it's super weird. I don't know. This one this one got me. There's a lot of drama here. And there's a, a lot of opinions show. to go through. It was a shit show. All the way around. And we're going to get into it. And it's going to be amazing. So hopefully you guys enjoy this. So how did you take notes? Because Bryant never takes notes. It's always me. I've literally haven't taken notes. I didn't even take notes in high school. I know. So this is a novel experience for me. So did you take notes by couple? Did you take I notes organized by it. scene? So I organized it by couple. And then I started like outline format of the like different the of the different scenes. We might of the different scenes and then bullet points like of within that scene and then bullet points within the bullet points within the bullet points of like commentary and like, you know, it's very detailed. I know it's weird, but that's why it took me so long. My ADD was kicking. But you don't have ADD. Nope. ADD isn't real. I hate you. <laughs> anyway, they, they started out the episode with Chantel and Pedro because <laughs> there was at the end of last episode, there was a big fight between River, Chantel's brother and Pedro and things got a little bit crazy. You know, they started, there was a lot of yelling. Pedro punched, or actually, River punched Pedro and ended up decking his own mother because he missed. No. So, that's what I thought, too. But I watched it, and they actually, like, did a show called TLC 90 Day Fiancé Live, where they, like, broke it down. And what it was, was River punched the fucking weird lamp. Yeah. And that hit Pedro. And then Pedro went to punch River, missed, and River punched his sister. Uh, Pedro's sister. And the mom just fucking dropped. No one hit the mom. The, the mom just hit the deck? Yeah, and she pulled out uh, Nicole's hair. <laughs> she pulled out I her, didn't catch her that. I, I'm going to have to go back leaf. and play it in slow-mo. But yeah, that was it was the great fight of 90 Day Fiance, Happily well, Ever After. When you watch the tell-all, which is also three hours, you'll see like them break down more. First of all, sidebar, TLC, what the f- fuck with the three-hour long episodes? They know they own us. They totally own us, and it sucks. It's, this, isn't, uh, this isn't something that I enjoy telling people that this is a show that I watch, because it's... The I greatest show ever. I don't like knowing what a K-1 visa is. That's my number one problem, is now I feel like anytime I hear it, I can be like, oh, yeah. And then they're asking, how do you know that? And I go, well, well, I got to admit it. You could lie. No, you don't got to lie to kick it, sweetheart. It's all right. Bye. Anyway, um, so it starts out with the aftermath of that whole incident. And can it, we, it, ta- sorry, but can we talk about how unnecessary Chantal's, like, Screen cry sound. Can we get to that first, please? 
We're not even there. This is a fight. There's it's the fight. I'm back. Fair enough. They fought. Womp womp. Nobody fucking hit anyone. You're right, but Pedro bit her brother in the face. No, P- Nicole did. Nicole bit her brother in the, in the face? Yeah. Oh, well. Because there was lipstick. So unless Pedro wore his lipstick, it was his sister. You never know. The sister hit more punches than anybody else. Yeah, it was kind of. It, it was. It was literally like the Tasmanian devil got into a fight with with Roger Rabbit, and it was just. It was just a dust ball of people and limbs, and it was. It was garbage. Uh, but what got me was his reaction when she eventually came back to the apartment because she didn't go back for like two or three days. When she got back to the apartment after a few days at her sister, he just completely tried to manipulate the shit out of her telling her that her sister his sister left because she didn't feel safe and and that it was it her family started the whole thing and and this one is really looking like it's headed towards divorce i don't really see any other option so the only option for them not to get divorced because they do love each other i believe that i do too that's clear the only option is if both of them fucking disavow their families if she moves somewhere with him away from her family and he stops contacting his family, they'll be fine. But Chantal, at least somewhat, not really, but kind of admits that her family is not acting in the best light. Pedro's just like, no, my family's perfect. It's always yours. It's always fa- family de Chantal. Family Chantal. Yeah. She, he's he's very manipulative when with his arguments and the way that he spins things. Never takes blame. No, but how awkward was it when she walked in and before they started speaking? Oh, and by the it way, was awkward. It was awkward island. I totally believe that the fucking sister clapped and said thank God when she left the house. Yeah, I mean it's it's no. There's no way that didn't happen sure and pedro totally heard it yeah he he totally tries to put it on her family and it's it's tough because when you're in a situation where you don't get along with people that are as important as your partner's parents then they're really it it puts cracks in the foundation till eventually it this it starts becoming a big issue the only way that works is if your spouse also doesn't get along with her family or his family. True. Because if that's true, then no harm, no foul. No one can deal with them. But if your spouse is as close to Chantal's family or to your family as Chantal is and as close to his family as Pedro is, you got to figure it out. And this whole season, her family has been acting like assholes. They have. When but Pedro st- hasn't been helping. Well, when you step back and and kind of look at it from that thousand foot view, it's everybody's acting like dicks. Everybody's at fault. And the parents, the parents are instigating her, her brother. They're they're manipulating her brother and instigating her brother to to react this way. And Pedro isn't helping the situation by feeding into their bullshit. Not that it's entirely on them, but no. but let's be real here. You, you guys, 
you're the ones that really have to have to represent. Right. You know, like you're you're supposed to be the 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 people that are the voices of reason, not the cause of the of chaos. Right. And the other thing I've never understood is like if you're close with your family and you get into a fight with your significant other or your sister or your significant other pisses you off, you do talk to your family about it. And usually your family's like, oh, you know, it's fine, whatever. But the worst thing your family can do is exactly what her mom does. Where, like, they're having a family dinner, and she's like, so I heard. Yeah, you don't bring that shit up at the table like that. Don't throw your daughter under the bus. Because then she has no safety net, and she's going to further work loose. And right. And that doesn't fucking work. Right. Like I said, they need to move, like, Iowa, and just never... Mm, they shouldn't move to Iowa. They should move to, like, San Francisco, and just completely disavow their family. Sure. All but, right, what else you got? Anfisa and George. This one, <laughs> like, Anfisa and George got the, got the least amount of airtime. This was primarily a Russ and Paula and Pedro and and uh, Chantel episode. They, they kind of dominated things because that's where, you know, the drama was. And Molly a little bit. But Anfisa and George starts out with jo- George. Okay, backstory is George has a daughter. That's 10 years old. Possibly. That he knows about, and then he kind of acknowledges that is there, and sometimes sends gifts, and sometimes contacts the mother, but doesn't know the daughter's name, hasn't ever met her, doesn't doesn't know anything. And and doesn't she, believe that the daughter is his. So the, the, the mother starts contacting Anfisa and talking shit to her, and, you know, George calls to confront her, and basically... George does what he always does. He kind of lies and squirms his way through the conversation just to get the conversation to end. And he said that he was going to have a have a DNA test and that they were going to start out by just being friends. And they weren't going to tell the daughter who he was, which I thought was kind of smart. The, the mother was a little bit emotional, but rightfully so. Yeah, the mother seems a little unhinged. The reason why I think she sounded a little unhinged was because not in this episode, but in a previous episode where this, that where this first came out, she mentioned that she's never bothered George for ten years until he saw him talking about how much money he had on the show. Right. That's sketch. Yeah. Well, he's he's the dumbass that tried to represent himself as a big baller and who broke as fuck and you know didn't couldn't pull it off and it's that's kind of a the thing with entrepreneurship and being in the marijuana industry is a big gamble in and of itself so you don't always strike gold but he's not the type of person that has the type of personality to pull off something that 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 is that complicated because the level of organization needed to do it it is just exceeds his intellectual capacity well the other reason that he was not portrayed much in this episode is he got arrested yeah this dude george i thought we talked about this pal (laughs) george we talked about this in the past in the past episode you cannot be driving through arizona with pounds and pounds of marijuana and cannabis 
Okay, kid. We need we need to talk about this. You don't go through Arizona. You de- you just don't go through Arizona. Okay. You 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 don't even go through Utah. I mean, I wouldn't even really go through Texas. So that pretty much means you got to go all the way the fuck around. Okay. And you go around. You so you don't get busted. You're an idiot. And this is why you can't pull off something. Not that I've ever tried, but. It's just common sense. You don't go through Arizona. They make you wear pink underwear. Anyway, that's enough about George. So that's it about George and Anfisa. And Anfisa was kind of like, like you weren't stern enough with her in defending me. And it was just, it, it, it was stupid childish shit. So Anfisa is, so Pedro can never take ownership. And Anfisa never hears george standing up for her grand he's not very good at it no the a common theme amongst the men in this in this show and i assume with life as well is that they are all terrible communicators yep they cannot communicate worth shit because everything that they say ends up being either accusing the other person trying to feel or feeling like you're backed into a corner so you're lashing out or not focusing on the proper on the proper part of the situation it's a it you know it just it's kind of frustrating to watch because i don't communicate that way but that was kind of frustrating because there was a lot of arguing this episode so it was just more apparent and blatant and in your face than other episodes so that was that's one thing and then there's there's like a common theme within this episode that all the foreigners feel lonely all of them and i get that i couldn't imagine moving so far away from my family but one thing i don't understand especially with like um visa uh louise previous season mohammed all of these people are like, I came here for my spouse, but if this doesn't work out, I'm going to stay. But I'm lonely, and I miss my family, and I gave up everything for this person. You don't get it both ways. Yeah, you're right. But, you know, I get it. But I also think that some of them are hiding behind it and using it as an excuse. But moving on, Molly was... was of limited focus for this episode. She got more playtime than George and Anfisa for sure. But uh, basically, Luis ended up packing up and leaving. And Molly served him with divorce papers, which Pedro... Or, or sorry, Luis, Luis? We don't really see him that often because he's, he's not really on camera. I'm not sure what that's about. He's not in the same state. He oh. peaced the fuck out. Yeah, he's gone. But they he signed the divorce papers. No, he didn't. No, he did. Oh. He, he signed the divorce papers, but when Molly went to go meet with the the uh, immigration attorneys, they told her that there was that she's still on the hook for him financially for the next ten years, unless she can prove, um, unless she can prove that. Hang on, I just took this note. She has to prove that he came to America under false pretenses, even though he signed the divorce papers, which is really hard to prove. Yeah, like, and. The amount of lawyering that that's going to take, there's there's no way she can afford that. Well, shit gets uh, shadier in the tell-all. Some, so something to watch. I'm. Oh, by the way, the tell-all is six hours. Okay, TLC. What the flying fuck? <laughs> I only watched part one. This is this is too much. But the last hour is a catch-up of previous seasons couples. Which is cool, but I don't think they picked the good ones. 
They picked the lame ones. Um, I like Tavar and. Oh, I didn't. I didn't watch that season. Oh. What's the What's the other one where the dude was from Morocco or something too? Well, no, they're they're on this. The season. old lady last season. Oh, Mohammed and Danielle. Yeah. Oh, the worst. I can't. Through them. I can't. I, I can't, can't. either of them. Nope. Can't do it. But um, with so with Louise packing up and leaving, obviously. Um, Olivia left and is staying with his boyfriend or her, her boyfriend. boyfriend. Um, how old is she? Is she 18 yet? She's 17 or 18. And I just, I don't get it. Like I couldn't imagine. I mean, I'm 32 essentially. And when I moved out of my apartment and moved in or, and moved into my parents' house while we were finishing renovating the place that we live now, my parents wouldn't let you stay. <laughs> well, I I actually grew up. Some of my best friends lived together when they were still in high school, and that's weird. You know what's funny is that every single one of them to this day are married. So it's it really depends on the it depends on the couple, and really it depends on really fucking cool parents is what that comes down to. Whatever, I disagree. Okay. Anyways. So Molly's on the hook for him financially for 10 years. Olivia leaves and is well, staying with her boyfriend's family. Though. And so Molly invites her to a roller skating rink to try and like mend re- the relationship. And it, it just, it, it went like you would expect it to go. Love wins in the end. She ends up coming back or is, you know, laying down some ground rules to coming back. One of the things that is kind of frustrating with Molly is that, Olivia is, like, way more mature than Molly. Yeah. Way, way, way more mature beyond her years. And that's got to be so frustrating for Olivia. And I wouldn't blame her if she didn't come back. But at the end of it, their relationship is pretty awesome. They are super close. And um, good on them. Yeah, hopefully that goes back to that. We'll see. We got an update from them on the tell-all, too. Um, But, yeah, without the significant other there it's hard to do a lot of facetime yeah that's true but that's pretty much it in a nutshell for molly she is doing her thing and has a new new man yep so we move on to nicole and Azen. do you want to do this one or should i i'm just hanging my head in shame this girl goes all the way to morocco to get married has his family organize the wedding and pay for everything Ended up paying about six six thousand dollars U.S., which is a lot of money in Moroccan. It's a lot of money coin. in U.S. You know, it's it's a lot of money in both places. But she failed to bring an original copy of the police report for something that she did here in the U.S. Do you know what that was? Well, basically, according to Moroccan law, which is this is like conjecture based on the TV show, so God only knows. But in order to get a marriage license, you have to prove that you're not a felon, convicted, misdemeanors. You have no, you know criminal record. And the way you do that is you go to your local county, you get a police report, it gets certified, they stampy stamp, and you bring it over. She just got like a printout from a background website. Yeah. Basically, what it comes down to is that Nicole has the maturity of a 16-year-old and has a 5-year-old daughter and is getting married in Morocco, but is totally unprepared. Yeah. And, and it's it's just her, the way that she reacts to things, the way that she processes 
the situations and talks, I think, really kind of makes that really apparent. She just doesn't have, trying to word this, she just doesn't have grasp on life. She doesn't really, like, nothing's a big deal. Everything's fine. It'll be okay. Like, sunshine and roses. And, you know, her mom said, like, well, do you think this is a sign? And, of course, she lost her shit. Of course it's a sign. Yeah. But the, um, Asin didn't really seem too concerned about whether or not they got married. Asin doesn't seem too concerned about anything I did find it interesting how upset his family got. Yeah, well, his family got pretty pissed. Which I totally understand from the money aspect, but I kind of got the feeling that his family was sort of like Nicole's family and somewhat rooting against this relationship. Well, she does. Nicole doesn't exactly present as a person who's got her shit together. So, and that's apparent with any within any culture as in doesn't present as a completely decent human being he seems i don't know he seems more genuine like maybe think about it think about it you're i mean as a guy you're texting a girl from america you're in a air quotes relationship with a girl from america you talk about you talk all the time and then you get emotionally wrapped up in each other and you tart you tart you start tart you you start talking about getting married and all these all this stuff, but you're back home in your country, and to you it's just flirting. To you it's just like, well, she, there's no way that she would come to Morocco or or I would go to America to meet her, and all of a sudden it happens. If you if that is your thought process, which I can totally see as a guy, then you would kind of hedge your bets back home. You know what I'm saying? But the women that he was talking to weren't in Morocco. They were all in America. Oh, well. In that case, there you get a little bit of fame that you're not used to, and then you're, you know, it's a slippery slope. No, because he was doing that before the show. Him and Nicole were together for, like, a while before she went to Morocco. I mean, I think she's been sending him money for, like, two years. They've been on the show for, like, three all right, well, that's that's a little nuts. Asin ends up having a conversation with Nicole's mom. Super awkward. It was really awkward. And she basically told him, just got to the point and was like, what's the deal with these voicemails? And Asin was like, Asin started off saying that he can talk to Nicole like no one else and that he knew from the moment that he met her that she was special. And then her mom is like, well, these voicemails. And he goes... He, he goes, well, I've pretty much been talking to girls since, like, two weeks after I met her. And it's been continuous since then, and I promise I'll stop. And Lies. He, he did a good job of, of trying to seem genuine, but I don't think he pulled it off. Oh, and clearly, her mom saw through it. Yeah, her mom does not have patience for either one of them. No, she's definitely no bullshit. But she makes him promise to tell her, or tell Nicole and be completely honest with her. And as in, like... You know, chicken shit weighs his, waits until she gets on her plane to go home to have have that talk. And it didn't, it went about like you would expect it would. I actually expected that talk to go better than it did. Because the, the talk with Nicole's mom or the talk between Nicole and, and Azen? The talk with Nicole and Azen. Because 
Nicole is so sunshine and roses that for her to be like, I don't know if we can get married was really shocking to think that, oh, maybe we shouldn't be doing this if I can't trust you. Right. Was shocking. It was kind of shocking, even though she looked like a two-year-old as she was coming to this brilliant conclusion. Yeah. You can really tell that her motor's trying to run really fast, but she's just, it's just like, whoa, whoa, like not moving. I, I think it's less that she's not smart. I think it's more that she's, okay, well, first of all, her real dad is where she gets her personality from. Yeah. I was surprised. That was That's another thing. I'm glad you brought that up. Her dad was like, whatevs, <laughs> when she called him. And it was like two days before this dude flies to Morocco to watch his daughter get married. And he's like, yeah, I'll talk to my boss, see how I can see if I can pull it off. Yeah. And like the whole, her dad, whole response to everything has been somewhat insane. Like she didn't have enough money to sponsor Azen, so her dad did it. It's 10 years. But it explains why Nicole is so immature and lacking life experience. I, I think it's more in naive. Well, her dad lives in another state, right? No. Her dad lives in Florida. Oh. Also, they're from, from Florida. Oh, okay. Florida man. I'm not sure what that was. Florida man? Mm-mm. No idea. For real? Yep, missed it. Oh. Anyway. Maybe that's a true crime thing. Florida man. So anyway, they they basically end on I don't know what's gonna happen, and I've been cheating on you the entire time. Right. Not physically, just emotionally. Just emotionally. She isn't great. I mean, it's not ideal. So. So I want to get Annie and David out of the way because they're they're the worst. They're annoying. Well, David's the worst. True. Annie's Annie's sad. Yeah, I feel I feel bad for Annie, even though she put herself in this position. But she was lied to. I mean, yeah, yeah, he she never, was. He never claims to be rich. He never claimed to have a lot of money, but he did claim to have the will and the want to get a job. Yeah, and he doesn't. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not surprisingly, he get they get evicted from. The fire department, the firehouse that his buddy was letting him stay in, and they get that moved- he never paid rent on. Right, and then they get moved into um, the managing apartment of a storage unit that the same buddy owns. But this place has no water, no kitchen, and no shower. It has a shower, and I guess it has a shower, but it's it's, it's- only a ten minute shower. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. It was something funky. So, you know, it's not ideal living conditions. And I honestly think that Annie should move back to Thailand. Not, not that, I mean, if she, if she wants, if that's what she wants to do, she can, she can stay for all I care. But he, just not with him. I feel like out of everybody where they talk about like how lonely they are and blah, blah, blah. I feel like Annie's the only one who might actually leave and go home. And I don't like that David lied about the kids. Yeah. He clearly does not want to have more kids. And all she wants is to have a family. 
Well, look, he's he like and he's a he's shit so, dad. He's so old. Yeah. That at this point, it's not working. I guess. Well, shit, Mick, Mick, or Keith Richards just got a got his wife pregnant. He's Men like can 90. Get pregnant. Men can get women pregnant into their 80s. Well, there you go. Fun fact of the day, people. But he got a vasectomy. That makes sense. I don't know. David David is just a... He's... he's A, a garbage person? He, no. Don't be don't be that, that mean about it. He's a... Whatever. Be mean about it. He's a lazy Eeyore. Yeah, that, I guess that can... I guess, sure. I don't really care enough about it to, to defend him, do you? No. Okay. I really want him off my TV. I like Annie. I'd watch a show about her. Yeah, it'd be it, that would I I'd check it out maybe an episode or two. But I want to move on to my my favorite couple because who who doesn't? I have a huge crush on Paula. Shocker, right? Um, but Russ and Paula, they seem to be coming apart at the seams. Poor babies. I know they came back from from uh, Venezuela. Nope, Colombia. They came back from Colombia. After Paula's grandmother died and she had a miscarriage, and uh, naturally Paula's pretty upset about it and kind of kind of dealing and going through her emotions on that. But it also doesn't help that her family resents the fact that she moved to America and hasn't come to see him. And right? She has a real shit bag for a friend. Yeah. Yes, she does. But you know, in Russ's defense, he's working a lot, and he. You know, it's hard to pay attention to somebody when you're not there. Well, I don't even think it's that. You can tell, you know, they got into a huge argument and Russ kind of brought up that he's asked her, how are you doing? And she's totally pushed him away. And you can see that in her persona, personality, that she's, what? Are you drunk? I'm not drunk. I'm just exhausted. Okay. <laughs> Tired. But you can see that in her personality. That she's fierce, strong, independent, and doesn't quite know how to ask for help. And she brings up her friend Jenny and how Jenny asked her for help. Or Jenny asked her how she's doing. Mm-hmm. And I, I will say that a lot of that especially anything that has to do with the female body, you can't get a lot of comfort and understanding from men. Yep. Because you guys just don't know. The You know, with the loss of the child, obviously Russ is probably emotionally devastated just as much as her, but she also has body impact. And then to find out that, like, I don't really understand, but her blood poisoned the baby? Question mark. Yeah, I I don't I'm not arg like I don't think it's an argument of who who has it worse in this situation. I just think that they're both going through it and dealing with it in their separate ways, but their separate ways are conflicting and not not allowing them to heal together, which yeah, is why they're drifting apart. I don't think it's at all who's got it worse. I think it's just a general miscommunication where it's a lot more than just a loss of a child. No, you're you're totally right. Russ doesn't help the situation either. No, the way that he reacts 
and the his communication style. Because he got body snatched. What does that mean? Russ got like replaced by a stunt double. What are you talking about? He looks so different. <laughs> he does look different. He looks like. But one of the things, honestly, one of the things that I noticed, and I'm before I say this, it can 100 percent be a result of editing. Right. But, Always. But it does seem like Ross is drinking more often this season versus any other season. That's probably true. But it also just looks like he's emotionally giving up to a degree. Yeah. And I think part of it is he's trying to let go of his Oklahoma roots of his conservative nature so that Paula can do the semi-nude shoots without him freaking the fuck out. But he's not doing a good job. But he's trying. He is trying. And I'm rooting for him. I really think that they they had a good thing and they were one of the stronger couples. I mean, they've been together for five years. Yeah. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, meeting somebody in that type of situation on at that speed, I, th- I think we can qualify them as having made it. Yeah, I don't think they're actually going to break up. I think they're just going through a really difficult rough patch. And, you know, Paula keeps throwing in his face that she gave up everything, that she gave up everything. But when she wanted to move to Miami to... But... What's the word? Extend? Improve. When she wanted to move to Miami to improve her, her career, he did it. He went with her. He gave up things, too. Yeah. there's. I, that's why I feel like they're one of the more real cu- couples. Because yeah. there's there's a give and take there. Whereas with George and Anfisa, it's a constant back and forth of you did this and you did this. And with Pedro and Chantel, it's a constant back and forth of your parents did this and you did this. And, you know, so on with, with David and Annie, they, you know, you didn't, you don't have a job and you lied to me and now I'm stuck here, you know, and I, you're right. I'm pathetic is, (laughs) is, is, uh, you know, it, that's, that's just the theme, but Paula and Russ have always had that like natural back and forth and give and take. I've always kind of found the way that they communicate together to be a little bit weird and off. Right. But technically, like if there was, if there was like a playbook for relationship, the way that they talk to each other is pretty much the way that it's supposed to go. Yeah. She's a little bit more aggressive and he's a little bit passive aggressive. He's very passive aggressive. And when he gets aggressive, aggressive, it he 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 looks like a drunk uncle. Thank you. It, I, he looks like yeah, he looks like a drunk uncle. He just gets mad and it's like no. And you know. and they both do this thing similar to us. Are you kidding me? <laughs> they both get so mad that they're not actually listening to the other person. Right. They just need couples therapy. Yeah, they'll make it. They're, they're gonna, they're gonna pull it off. Oh, and she needs to get rid of her fucking best friend. Yeah, that dude's got to go because he's either in love with Russ or 
he's really that big of a douchebag and it, I don't I don't feel like he really brings any value other than getting us to talk about him which I guess but is kind of the point he's just he's he's a toxic friend that holds over her the trials and tribulations they had like 10 plus years ago their experiences together I had a friend like that pieced her the fuck out yeah, been there. And that's what she needs to do. Yeah. Well, it's... it's. She'll get there. It'll so, get there. So, Russ and Paula, they'll figure it out. Yep. Agreed? Agreed. Do you think Nicole and Asin will get married? I do not. How long do you think Nicole is going to stay in Morocco? You know, I think she's going to stay the whole 90 days. Because I think that she's going to try and figure it out to make it work. I honestly, I think that they might make it, not like make it, make it in the sense like forever make it, but they might make it to the altar. I don't know. I just have a feeling just purely based on how I feel they edit episodes in the rhythm that they edit them. And they are really trying hard to make it seem like they're not going to get married. So, which makes me kind of think that they do end up getting married. You follow? Yep. Do you think Lewis is going to go back to the Dominican Republic? No, and I don't think that he should. Not Pedro. Lewis. No, Pedro needs to go. I don't think Lewis should. I think you're confusing. No. I'm I Lewis, the the guy that's married to Molly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he needs to go back. Really? Yeah. I mean, he their relationship didn't work out, and clearly he wasn't wasn't there for kids, but he, he didn't, there wasn't anything overt that he really did to her or did to the kids. He just didn't, he just wasn't there and didn't care. And now that they're divorced and he, he has the option to stay here. I, he, you know, let him stay here. Okay. What about Chantal and Pedro? They, I don't think they're going to make it. And unless something drastic happens and a lot of things change. Um, and I think that Pedro will ultimately end up going back to the Dominican Republic. Can I just say, I talked to you this. I talked to you about this. I fucking hate their nicknames for each other. Oh, why does he call her Pinky? That doesn't make any sense at all. And then she calls him Pepe. Which sounds slightly racist. Super racist. A little bit racist. And Pinky just sounds gross. I like it would make sense if because they're they're clearly they're '90s children, right? So it would make sense if she was Pinky and he was Brain. Like not really because she's the smarter one. I understand that, but it would just if he's going to call her Pinky, my mind always goes to well, he's Brain, and then she's like Pepe, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like yeah. That doesn't make any sense at all. But it's not our relationship. Thank God. So, you know. And David and Annie. I think Annie should go back. Me too. Or I think that if she want, if she does decide to stay because they are married and they get divorced, I think that she should stay. Yes. I totally think that she should stay because she was brought here on a ruse. And, Absolutely. And she is... A, I, th- I feel like she is a victim just as much as anybody else. Agreed. So, it's uh, I, th- I hope she stays. 
and gets her degree and has her children. Or goes home. Or do go- whatever she wants. Yeah, or go with- home and do all of that. Without him. What about George and Visa? I don't think that they're going to make it. I really don't. But I, th- I do feel like they are almost equally bad people. Agreed. So it may be one of those like crazy, chaotic, tumultuous types of relationships that just ends up working. I think they're toxic people and they need each other. <laughs> I mean, so that makes sense to me. Bail him out of jail. I don't know. I maybe like to be honest with you, these shows are all written. They're right. they're all staged in one way or another. So right. And they it, only film for like 2 hours a week or whatever. Right. So it's it's like you you don't know what these people are like when they're off camera and how their relationship is. They could I mean, shit. All of these people sans Molly and Luis because he physically peaced out. I th- I feel like could could have awesome relationships and be married forever and then just play the public like, yeah, we're not, you know, we're not together, blah, 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 but, you know? Yeah, and she definitely does that because she goes on to her Instagram and YouTube and, like, updates people. Well, she is... Uh, she's they're they're all psycho you can't really see i feel i my problem is is that i feel i don't feel like i'm doing the word psycho justice by just calling her psycho because everybody's psycho on this show okay so she's psycho george is psycho george stay out of jail george and stay out of arizona okay we don't go through there when you when you got the weeds that's enough about that i don't think he learned that lesson no he probably didn't uh did i miss anyone uh, George and Amphisa, Chantel and Pedro, Rest and Paula, Eddie and David, we're good. Put this shit in the box. So, are you ready for the tell-all? I see, I don't know. I really think that the tell-all might be one of those things that you just tell me about. Because I I don't have I don't have the energy to watch six hours of commentary on a on a show like this. Well, maybe we'll do what I did for Winter Games, where I'll just review the tell-all myself. That's that's totally that's totally good with me. Okay. Is is this the finale or is the finale after the tell-alls? This was the finale. This was the finale. Okay. So- Ta-da. We got a lot of good shows coming up in the next, like, two weeks. We have Before the 90 Days, which is a show about people that can't get K-1K visas because they've never actually met the person they're in love with. Should we Should we do our show around this show? <laughs> Are then- you thinking that we should do ev- we should just cover all the episodes of this show? No, I like doing the premiere and the finale. But also... Bachelor in Paradise! I don't don't have the energy for that. Oh my god, it's such a shit show. You'll love it. Okay. (laughs) Jesus, okay. And I did make Bryant listen, or watch, rather, uh, Real Housewives of Melbourne. Not impressed. So at some point, I will make him actually put that as a record. Not. Yeah, we gotta record it. No, it's not, it's not that good of a show. Oh, that's great. 
I love Jackie. It's just not... Shine, shine, shine. I mean, they're all very... I don't know. I'm just not impressed. Dude from Silverchairs. <laughs> that is true. That is kind of weird. And his wife is awesome. Yeah, Jackie. Yeah, Jackie's pretty cool. She's my fave. But, you know, it, the Baroness and the business mogul and all that. Eh, I'm over it. Okay, so maybe we won't review that and I'll just keep recommending it. Sure. And then we have... So, Death, Batch, and Paradise. Yep. At least one episode. The premiere and the finale of Before the 90 Days. Yep. And that's what it was. The Below Deck finale. Oh, yeah. We got to do the Below Deck finale. When is Captain Lee coming back? So, usually it's about a month after Below Deck Med ends that they bring back. Okay. Captain Lee or get the fuck out. Yeah, I'm over Captain Sandy. She's a fucking psycho. This, this, we, we should cover, well, we are going to cover the finale of that. Yeah. She is, she's not psycho. I think that they're driving her psycho, but. She's just. I miss. selective. I miss me some Captain Lee. Me too. I follow him on Twitter. He's hilarious. I, I, he's the kind of dude where I'd want to buy him a beer. Me too. We should see if some of these people would come on our show. A lot of blow tech men interact on Twitter, so... I'll hit them up. I'm going to. Be like, hey, y'all. I want Colin on Macy on this show. Who's that? Ah, Colin. I love him. He's from Fire Island, New York. All right. So he lives, like, by Samantha. The ferry Samantha takes to go to the beach, he drives. That's his job. Oh, that guy. The guy that's that's in love with Lauren. Brooke. Brooke. Brooke? Brooke. Okay. Uh, not the annoying guy from Zimbabwe. I'm talking about the, not Joel. I'm talking about yeah. the 23-year-old kid. No, that's Conrad, the that, one from uh, England. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in love with Hannah. So, yeah, we'll do the Blowjack finale before the 90-day premiere, 90-day premiere or finale. Uh, at least one episode of Bachelor in Paradise. Your favorite person comes back. Who? Yuki. Asian girl from Winter Games. Yuki comes back from Winter Games? Yeah, she's the bartender. Yes! Yeah. All right, I'm in. It's going to be awesome. There's like three people from Chicago. Oh, it's whatever. I'm in. We're going to have a special episode coming up. My friend, Henny, is going to be visiting from New York. And she is a diehard WWE fan. So we are going to drink French champagne and review the Paris episodes of the Bella Twins. Sounds like an opportunity for you to be bougie. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Cute. <laughs> All right, you have any recommendations? Um, no, I've been off the TV train. I haven't. I know that's shocking. Um, there's a new show that I might make Bryant watch it's called Culture Shock and it's a deep dive document well not a deep dive it's like an hour long but it's a documentary based on a lot of different things the first episode was on trash TV so the beginnings of um, Sally Jesse Raphael Jerry Springer yeah I've, I've seen that and then the second episode was on the Osbournes Right on. I actually have some recommendations. Okay. So the 
I've I've been watching a lot of comedy specials recently. Okay. Through through Netflix, what what cord cutters, we never. But let me let me tell you straight out, the kid Theo Vaughn, that motherfucker is funny, and that that special killed me. So did the Elijah Schlesinger special that's titled Eliza. That shit's funny too. She is the elder millennial, and y'all need to watch that because she is legit. But I'm not a big fan of her. She, I'm not either, because she's a little weird. She's a little, she's a little <laughs> kind of weird. But she is definitely she's like, dude, she's funny. Like this, this shit is funny. As a millennial, that shit's funny. So I really like Eliza when she's a guest on something. But I've never liked her stand-up specials. Mm. Well, you might check this one out. Oh, we forgot about the best recommendation. Hollyweed! Oh, yeah! Hollyweed is the shit. It's Kevin Smith's new show that he's got through this... That he's... On Rivet. That's on Rivet, that he's sending the pilot, and you say whether or not you'd pay for it or not, and then they decide to actually make it. I watched the pilot. That shit is fucking hilarious one of the best shows i have ever seen has the potential to be entourage level cool well entourage had this cool like kind of sexiness to it this is like the comedy entourage and it can be it can be great so kevin smith calls it clerks in your 40s out of a weed shop most accurate description. Yeah, more or less. It's great shit. They had to fucking hilarious. They had to refilm the pilot because he lost so much weight and it didn't make sense. Yeah, he's Kevin Smith is a genius, and everybody go support that because I I'm I'm selfish. What what can I say? I want more episodes. Kevin, get on that. Yeah. Please, 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 if you don't listen to anything we say, just go watch Hollyweed, promote it. Um, we've donated to it. I, I I will give money to Kevin Smith, his daughter, Jason Mewes, and all of those people whenever I can. But this is definitely a great, stupid, wonderful TV show. I, I had, like, legit belly laughter Same. from this show. It wasn't just like, ah, ha, ha, that's funny. It was, it was, it was funny shit, man. Check it out. It's only 30 minutes, but I think that's everything. You got anything you want to add? Nope. I think we pretty much covered it other than the fact of where is my, you thought you were going to get away with it, didn't you? But I'm missing my, that is all. All right. Well, this has been Made Me Watch. Thank you guys for listening. Sorry for the ear assault that was the Charles song. Um, rate, subscribe, email us, uh, follow us on Facebook. We're not great at social media, but we're going to get better. Um, we are a work in progress. But definitely follow us on or email us at mademewatchthis at gmail.com. I'll put all of our social links in the show notes. Um, if you want to hear my opinions on Bravo TV as I'm watching, going with Nope is my Twitter handle. And that's all we got. We look forward to future episodes, and we hope you guys enjoy this one. 
Yay! Okay, bye-bye.